You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and in home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join podcast. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Possibly 
What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Chelsea Hour. Myself, Yassine James. This week, I am joined by Jermaine. What's going on, my guy? What's going on, brother? All good, man. All good. All good. All good. Dan, Dan Soft. The Soft Light himself. The Soft Light. Where did this name come from? And what does it even mean? I don't even know. I think think Joe came out of it because you put people under immense scrutiny. I hear this. I don't, for me, I'm just asking questions. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Well, you ask a lot of questions at once. So Maybe. even if they had the answer to two or three, they'd have the answer to all six <laughs> or seven. Have you and felt so, the soft light? I don't think I've felt the soft exactly light. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There is no and soft light. I don't light. think I've felt uh, like I have, I'm in any danger of being brought into court by Pels either. So I feel pretty, I don't know, maybe it's the host. I just keep neutral. I don't okay, know. Cool. So, so you've, got to go, you've got to go in the court of agenda next since you're so... I don't know what oh, they could pin really? me. I'm, I'm like a... Teflon. I don't know what you can get me in court for, to be fair. But yeah, we, we, we'll see if Pels can come up with something. Um, another week, a lot to discuss. Although, I mean, we're all very fatigued after a long season, so I can't imagine how the players feel. As I told you lot this morning, uh, this afternoon even, I've we just launched courtside fracas parade into the basketball world um, over over on the other side of, of the sporting spectrum. And since that FA Cup final full-time whistle, I haven't even thought about football, partly out of just sadness uh, and, and bitterness. Partly because... What FA Cup? Um, what FA Cup, bro? What FA Cup? Uh, it's not really real. Asterisk, asterisk cup. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've, I've, been, I've been out of the game for a while. So tonight's been quite good, as well, to be fair, to just get myself back into the what's been happening and everything like that. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's probably best to get that out of the way before we uh, get into more upcoming matters. FA Cup final. Jermaine, I'm not trying to be funny, but I feel like a lot of what we discussed on the Patreon podcast and tactical preview was exactly how we got battered for the first 30 minutes. Mate, I don't... <laughs> I don't even like to think about it because I feel like the fact that we kind of predicted what was going to happen and then for the professionals themselves, not even to to kind of like get a sniff of what's going to happen, it's just disappointing. I think that's the only word I can, I can use for it at the moment. It's like, it was just disappointing to see that not only did they not even anticipate it happening, but they didn't even react to like quick enough when it was happening during the game. Well, I, think this I, think... Is, I think this is a problem in that I don't know if they didn't notice it. I'll be honest. I'm, mm. I might be in my coaching club and now, but I'm not. Like We've got to ex- assume that people at that level of the game see the basic things in that yeah. Arsenal only have a long ball and they spray it to their wide forwards and yeah. try getting 1v1, getting... Like, you assume they've seen that. So my issue more is if you know that, not only do you still try and play maybe 20, 15 yards higher than you need to, but you still do it a goal up. Mm. So you, we've nicked one. Lovely goal. Giroud's taking Louise on a walk. Lovely little outside of the boot to Pulisic. Great feet to dance through. And I'm, I'm in the sky. My missus is a gooner. I'm screaming in her face. She's, <laughs> she's fuming. Uh, and then I feel like we just didn't have any kind of sense to settle the game down at all. And we let them really, really, really get into it. Um, in the, in the preview, I wrote that I'm confident of dealing with that long ball as long as Zuma goes over and, and helps a little bit or, or Jorginho or Kovacic are kind of asked to, to drop the side of, of, of the ball being sprayed. 
but it seemed 1v1 like six times in the first 25 minutes. Is that just... We keep using the word naive, but it's, well, it's August. So do we give credit, though? Because I watched the game again, and I don't think... I think we dominated the first quarter. We'll talk, we use court South Africa terms. I feel it? like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, I think we dominated that thing, and do we not give credit? Because both management teams went away and done their homework. And it seems mm. like Lampard's homework showed out in that first 25 minutes. Mm. Um, so, but when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Lampard doesn't have to react in the first 25 minutes because we're dominating the game. It's after the drinks break where I think what you said in the preview, and don't forget, listen, Meade has been saying all season, they listen to Chelsea Hour, so they've got no excuses, right? <laughs> you guys laid it out for them. They've got no excuses, but it seemed like after the drinks break, Arteta got onto them and said, listen, do the long balls in the channel. So I don't think there was that many long balls before then. I don't think there was many long balls before the drinks break. It was after the drinks break that all of a sudden they're popping it out. Um, Tierney's just popping it long. Obba's, mm. Obba's making all of our players injured and, and, and they're stretching Aspie and all that type <laughs> of stuff. So for what I don't know exactly how it panned out, but I think Lampard won that first quarter. But what I think, I think you're right in that yeah, I agree. I think he matched up well. Um, I think he got Pulisic and Mount really close to Giroud, yeah. which is great. They couldn't handle it. But games aren't 18 minutes. This is the thing. There needs to be a lot of what if. There needs to be of if we score, then this. And, and it seems like, and this is a problem for us in general, I think. And we are going to do a, a bigger review on Lampard in general next week. Mm. But I do feel like a lot of games we just have one way and we're going to do that and the game state doesn't matter. But game, goals change everything. So mm. as soon as we score, they're going to react to that. So if you've gone in expecting a certain thing and a plan for that, now they've changed. What if? Uh, so if let me come in there. To, to and and the you know that I'm not like Lampard's lawyer. No, right? it's, a good, it's a good point because it's, it's, that's the tough part of management because yeah, it's, you're dealing with... You like, oh mate, you set up for a game and yet, boom, cool, we've gone through this drill, whatever. You show yeah. up and then they're playing a completely different system. Like, that's, yeah. that's the tough part. But I just feel like in a final, you've got that advantage. I don't feel like we at any point after that goal tried to slow it down. It was early, I'll give them that. But yeah. at the same time... So we could have scored a second goal playing the same way. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's easy to but say... They, but they, hold on, but if we've scored one, they've reacted. So if we're doing the same thing and then they've changed. Yes, listen, we've seen Bayern Munich and Liverpool and we've seen them score three goals in quick succession doing the same tactics, do you know what I mean? So, like, how do you know that, okay, obviously the drinks break came and Arthur could have changed mm. it. But if there was no drinks break, we could have scored three. We could have dominated, do you know what I'm saying? It's difficult to say. I hear that, I hear that. I think yeah. the difficulty is, yeah, it can go either way. There's so many ifs and buts and yeah. maybes and... Yeah. This and the other. I think if Arteta had um, started playing through Laka and done something novel that wasn't yeah. what they've shown for six weeks yeah. as their way to score, yeah. I would have been a lot less bothered about it. But yeah. then when you're seeing Aspi v Orba 1v1 yeah. and Rudiger v Pepe 1v1 from early, because there was a... Um, there Made was an the early goal. challenge where he, he... It was a good challenge, but he went to ground early, got a bit of a lucky bounce. Yeah. He just looked exposed very, yeah. very quick. Um, so they scored... Their, their goal against Man City was exactly the same. Yeah. Like, their goal, bro, the ball, every attack the ball over exactly the top, the same. Five games. The ball over the top to, to, to Bamiyang. And it come from Tierney as well. 
yeah. and the thing is, Tierney is at certain times in that game, yeah, he was playing left wing back better than Alonso was playing left wing back. Yeah, and he was playing in the in the free. Anyway, when playing there, bro, that's, <laughs> that's this is, and this is why I said, yeah, that flank is going to be so yeah, yeah. mad for us. Okay. Like, we need to get it under control because James couldn't get forward because of that reason. Yeah, because, then... because he was coming out. And, and playing and playing basically wing back and then Niles was pushing so far forward. And to be fair, this is relevant for the Bayern game later. Exactly. It's well. mad relevant. Is 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 everyone can undo everything, everyone can counter everything tactically, this and the other. But you need to have a combination of the quality and the bravery to be That's willing true. to pin those players back. And yeah. I feel like at least for the left side, Arsenal had that confidence in we're just gonna go, go for and, it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and stop them and we've got, that's, we've got Spanish fullbacks and we got Spanish wing like wing backs and shit like that. I'm sorry like kryptonite is their PMP like what do you expect? Do you know what I mean? We see that <laughs> we're gonna get to Bayern Munich but like I hear you like Lampard should have tried to work on it. But I, look refresh my memories but in the previews how do you stop that? So we know no, how no, I was going to say, I was going to say that as well. I think there's a part of it as well that just comes down strictly to personnel as well. Because at the, at the end of the day, whatever you tell Aspie to do in, in terms of changes game, like in, unless you're going to change formation, Aspie's going to struggle. Regardless. But you know what though? But you know what? Like even you're right, but that's why you have two. So Aspie's gone out there 1v1 really tight. But there's two things wrong with it. Number one is 1v1. Yeah. So, if there's a touch in behind, he's gone. Yeah. Number yeah. two, what I was actually surprised by is he didn't even get done by pace by Aubameyang. He got done by fundamentals in that the ball's in the yeah. air, yeah, his yeah, body yeah. position's all over the place. The ball, he's going yeah. tight to a player who's taller, probably better in the air, quicker. And it's like, just if you're by yourself, just delay that. Just five yards, seven yards. So, I think... I think, look, Lampard had a way he wanted to play. He wanted to play high. He wanted to press. With that, he took a risk um, that he was going to go 1v1 with own people. Personally, and this is just me, I would have been really, really conservative early. Yes, we got the goal. I appreciate that. But yeah. Arsenal don't have a lot of ideas. Yeah. So I think if they, Absolutely. like, Lacazette doesn't get too involved in their play. Ceballos plays nice football, but he's not that penetrative. Xhaka is just there for joke. Like, <laughs> if they get frustrated, I don't see what else they would have had. I felt like we just invited the long ball too easily. And I think we gave the space for the long ball. And they to be to be crediting them appropriately, the one thing I think we did identify that they are very, very good at is they're very good at getting narrow with the three. And after yeah. our goal, their back three gave up nothing all game, which... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to attribute blame. It's just credit to them. I think they're very good. But also, they're very good at constricting the midfield. So, also, just for whatever reason, Giroud had what is worst day ever with things actually sticking and touches you know and stuff. So, nothing really got there, bypassed I think, anything. I think at the beginning of the game, things were sticking. Like, obviously, we scored the goal from that. We saw Mount getting mm. chances from it. But I think yeah, just after, again after the drinks break, I was looking because it's almost like a timeout type of situation. And I, I think, is, said, yeah, yeah. I think he said to Louise like, because I don't know if you remember, straight after the drinks break, Giroud's on the floor for a while and he's crying because he's been elbowed. Mm -hmm. And I think he said to Louise, "Look, you're letting him get away with it." So I think Louise got a lot rougher and he started basically fouling mm -hmm. him. 
but he was kind of. And he's got that in his locker. I mean, and he's got this that is, in his locker. This is, this is one of the things that uh, we talked about as well. In well, in the write up in particular, is I was just like the final could get decided partly on just whether Luis will lose Giroud for everything or whether he won't let him get away with anything. Partly, and he and he didn't, and he was he was he had his usual big game self, apart from slightly for the goal. Um, and I just, I just, I'll be honest. I don't mean to get all Raymond Verheijen about it, but I don't think we looked particularly quick. Mm. Having two bust-up hamstrings in the same 90 from very durable players was a bit strange. Like I, I, I acknowledge that they got played a lot of minutes, so it could just be muscles doing what muscles do. But after seven days to prep for a game, no game in between, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to get all accusatory, but... <laughs> You wonder, like you wonder, two massive muscle injuries in a game. You've had seven days. They didn't look too bright at times. They didn't uh, age well in the game. I think they tired quite quickly. Uh, you wonder if, if maybe the preparation was entirely right. I think Arsenal played generally a less intensive game anyway, so they were probably able to just last a little bit longer throughout the halves. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think we just got done, to be honest. And there were shades of Derby Villa. And there was uh, shades of a lot of our losses, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have the better of play until we get punched in the mouth and then we're on the floor crying. And it's Well, I think what you said, just in terms of maybe we should have gone in more patient, but I think one thing that you don't kind of associate with Lampard is patience. Mm. And, um, yeah, like, we know that it, from the whole season, it's like he's been saying intensity. I'm going to need him to run. These are the type mm. of words that he's been saying over and over again. And you can talk about the amount of games we've played, but... We're not the only team to play so many games, you know what I mean? So, and we've been clocking up injuries all season. So, yeah, yeah there is something in it. Um, and again, it's just like the Bayern Munich match, I know we're going to come on to it, but it just feels like in these type of big games, you can't try to win it in the first 10, five minutes. The fact that we was, I saw Rudiger pressing the goalkeeper. He pressed they, Pepe, but he followed him to the 18-yard box yeah. in the first half. I was yeah. thinking... Yeah. No wonder he likes him, fam. Yeah, we're all here wondering why he's not on the chopping block. Well, Pepe almost lost the ball as well, I say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It might have come good, but it's like, what, like, I, I always remember what Mourinho said at the Man United game when we lost 4 nil, I think it was. And he said, yeah, you can, in possession, you can press high, but you always have to think about, okay, what if you lose possession? And I think that FA Cup final basically echoed that don't forget this is the book end of the season mm-hmm. and that was the lesson that Mourinho said at the front end of the season and again it's just like we've conceded the most goals in terms of transition as well and it's like yeah is this something that's going to be fixed for next season because you can buy all the players you want but these these are like fundamentals in terms of- well part I think it's I think yeah sorry Jermaine go on sorry yes it's part of the game for me this season that seems so weird though because you watch games like City and I know like they never had their, their their top striker playing and and probably like for the defenders it was a bit of an easier way to mark in terms of you know the sterlings and that it was probably a little bit easier for them to, to, to mark those kind of players but against city they can they can play and be so compact and so um they can concentrate for such large periods of the game but then you'll be dominating a game winning a game even and then when you need to do those things you like you can't do it and that's I haven't been able to get my head around that because I don't understand how you can do it for I, I, a whole I, night. I get it because I feel like when I watch the City game and you guys can echo in, 
it almost yeah. felt like do you remember when we um, lost against City 6 0 and we had to play them really quickly after that? Mm-hmm. In the League Cup, right? Yeah, but then there was the respect that this is City there, so yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. fly forward. And we haven't seen that m- many times under Lampard, that respect. And, and no, that, it, was, it was shocking when it happened. It was yeah, like... yeah, yeah. We, like, so, so, but you're right, though, because why have we only shown that respect to City? We haven't really shown that to Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We've gone toe-to-toe. So it's, it's difficult to understand. We didn't show it to Bayern as much. So it's difficult to understand when we're picking and choosing when to kind yeah, of... I think, I, think this is, I think this is something that will sum Lampard up, to be honest. And I think it's not so much a criticism that I'm saying. It's just a characteristic in that he probably isn't... I mean, he's learning, obviously. He is a younger manager than Mason Mount is a player in terms of actual seasons playing as a pro and that. Um, But he is very characteristic that he wants to be on the front foot and he wants to be proactive and he wants to do this, that and the other. And he doesn't seem maybe as concerned with the opposition Mm. um, directly. He doesn't seem to nullify stuff Mm. and, and really zone in on things. He just wants to... You know, we go out there, do our thing, we play our way, take care of ourselves, which I get it, it's cool, it's, it's your attitude, but if I'm completely honest, um, I don't think, especially with the players we have, is the attitude that is going to win you anything, if I'm honest. Um, and it's so frustrating because, again, like, look at the teams we came through in the FA Cup, yeah. Leicester, United, yeah. Liverpool. Now, Okay, Leicester, United, rare, rare, there's debate. The, the Premier League tells you that those teams are better than who we lost to in the final. Yeah. And again, you want to talk about respect and setup and uh, place on the pitch. If we play with the same average sort of position as against United, I think that Arsenal game comes out completely different. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a it's a final boys go out show you deserve to bring it home red tear tear but I didn't see I didn't see Daniel James getting behind like I saw Aubameyang getting behind I didn't see Martial or whoever like we were we were really compact we were deep and then okay once we got the second with the goal that didn't change massively um, I think that perhaps just because Ole beat him three times already yeah I'm yeah. not gonna lose again. But then where does that come into the final where I'm not going to lose a final? Isn't the final? And the thing is, I'm not for a second suggesting Lampard doesn't know this because he's won a lot more finals than me. Yeah. But you don't, I almost feel like you don't win finals, you lose finals, right? Yeah. A final is partly about being in it until it, you can't be anymore, right? If you look at, uh, I don't know Brentford Fulham the other the other day right extra time and Brentford lost that final they lost that playoff final by not being awake at a set piece and then game's gone they've lost it now because they've let it slip whereas I think with us we were very quick to concede the equaliser and just didn't give Arsenal that feeling of we're behind in a final and we're we're losing it here. so remind me though so because I remember again breaking down the game second half. We started stronger, so there was that chance that people, obviously Pulisic kept, went through and got injured. Yeah. But I remember there was another chance. I think we started to do long balls. I think it just became. I know you talk about new age Lampard uh, managers, but it just became long balls both kind of ways. And like Pulisic mm-hmm. was getting in behind, um, and yeah, that's why the injuries kind of happened because our guys couldn't sustain like the quick kind of transition of the ball. But I think again we dominated that first bit of the first half. So. Whatever changes Lampard done, again, I'll give him credit because yeah. 
we dominated it, but then obviously, unfortunately, Pulisic gets injured. Yeah. And then obviously, not long after, Kovacic gets a red card. I'm not sure. Did the goal come before or after Kovacic's red card? It, it, it come before, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, the red to the second yellow is what killed just any killed hope any of it. I mean, to yeah. be fair, we've, yeah. we've gone through this whole thing and not talked about Anthony Taylor. And I put out a tweet on the Chelsea account at halftime mm. saying, listen, Anthony Taylor is the worst referee in the Premier League. His yeah. influence on this game is not finished because he is fucking awful. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, even apart from the red, did we deserve to really win? No, probably not. And the injuries, yeah, it's not ideal. And then the Pedro sub was an interesting one. As much as, as, much as um, I am not part of, like, the Hudson Doy. Hudson Doy must play at all costs group. Who is part of that group, that, bro? Who is part of that group? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mr. Middleton and uh, <laughs> Mr. Softlight, I no, believe, are part of the group. And Jermaine, Jermaine likes to dip Let. his toe in the water. Yeah. And Pels just, Pels just, well, Pels just doesn't understand that football is a business. It's nice. He's young. He still has the beauty in his heart. Wow. I'm not um, going to patronise Pels right now, bro. But um, I know he's going to rage when he hears this, so it's great. Um, but yeah, that was a strange one as well. And like, I know I was the only one. I got better for this on Twitter. Twitter people on Twitter were like, I don't care. Why do you care? But if I'm Roma, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Pedro fully said before he signed, I don't really want to sign because I have a move. When he did play against Leicester, he didn't look like he really wanted to do anything. You've mm. given him his send-off. He's been a really good servant, hard worker. I hear that. Yeah. Don't play him in a fucking cup yeah. final. Like, what are you doing? He, he was bright when he came on, by the way. Like, he was okay, <laughs> but... It was bizarre. It was bizarre. Like, um, and again, like, it's, you're not, I, I'm a big Pedro guy, to be honest. I really like Pedro, but I did raise an eyebrow there and just think, I mean, message. I mean, yeah. Hudson Adoy is another topic. Yeah. And we all kind of agreed in the initial podcast after the incident during lockdown that he probably wouldn't play again this season. But I, I don't know. I just found that a bit of a strange one. And then, but then there's other factors. There's the Willian Arsenal issue. There's, Pulisic going off, of course. Like you don't really plan for those. Um, Second yellow. It's it's a lot to manage, and I don't necessarily think the game got away from him. This way we've seen it get away from him in times like Bayern Munich or not. No, him. yeah, I think it was a lot tighter of an affair yeah. than those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and it, on the on those cards, like that's that's just it was the little things as well. Taylor um, seemed to just give every little thing. He got a bit mm. overawed. Not only is the second yellow a foul on Kovacic, if it's a foul at all, I don't particularly think it was card either way. Um, but the first one's harsh as well, and a bit and a bit of a let me stamp my authority on the game. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it was managed particularly well, and I think Arteta, having watched Arsenal so much for that preview that I wrote up for the Patreon, um, I. Hated watching them. I thought they played disgusting football. It made me ill. But I came away from it really rating Arteta as a coach. I, I don't think their squad is good. And I think he's got massive buy-in from people like Aubameyang and Pepe to work hard. Um, I think their pressing is really, really, really well organised. And I think, I think, going off drinks break, your point, I think yeah. he is probably a lot more alert and attuned to making in-game little adjustments. And just in the drinks break, like, he had that kind of magnetism from the players. Like, 
Like mm. what he's going to say is going to change it for us, that belief. And we've seen so many times during the season when we go a goal down, like we kind of panic. There was a, like, they, we've seen it not just, not just now, but they, they went a goal down. Um, they went a man down in the reverse game when Arteta came in. They didn't panic. Again, they went a goal down in the final. They didn't panic. And I just feel like he's got this kind of, assured nature like just believe in what we're doing and it'll eventually come through and he said mm -hmm. himself that yeah I don't have the players now but I'm willing to shift to do what needs to be done and don't forget just before Arteta went to Arsenal we played Man City in that game where we started really well if we mm. talk about and we mirror it to this Arsenal final we started really well but then City made some in-game changes and then yeah. City kind of took over. Now, I'm not saying that was Arteta. I'm not saying... No, was but he's part, of a, he's part of a coaching setup that yeah. is very tactics-focused, do exactly. a lot of uh, research on the opposition, exactly. are obsessive. Whereas then, I'm not, again, I don't know the inner workings of the club, but Spygate last year, yeah. uh, Bielsa going into those depths, and Lampard was a bit like, yeah, we do analysis too. And almost was a bit... Yeah. bitter about that much detail being done and also like we'll see we'll see I think it's been a massive learning season for Lampard and I think we will get on to that next week just but um, really quickly on that just last point yeah. I think maybe him seeing in that City game him seeing Chelsea go ahead and just knowing that look, listen with tweaks we can win it we saw it in the Arsenal game going ahead and obviously a man down with tweaks we can win it so in that Arsenal game 1-0 down of course they're going to believe that they can come back and I just feel mm -hmm. like we need to do more to have a bit more of that when we go down. And that's yeah. well, well, this is a bit of a concern of mine. I don't disagree with Lampard, but I hope that it's one thing in public and another in private in that um, after the FA Cup final, he's very much talking about individual errors. Mm. And other games after losses, he's talking about individual mm. errors. Now, I don't disagree with him. Rudiger for the second goal is one of, even for Rudiger, that's on a highlight reel, right? Like yeah. it's, Diving in at near enough the halfway line on a on a player who's not really going anywhere if you if you stand him up like yes individual error um, I know there was a big debate about about Zuma I don't think that was particularly an individual error I think this is one v one in the box of a mm -hmm. marksman you know it's tough but then as Billiquitter again individual error like I'm not I'm not ruling those out they are individual errors but there are ways that you can set a team up um, to limit them right and so I am hoping. If I'm completely honest with Lampard, I'll talk about this again, but I think he is idealistic slash naive slash ballsy slash brave, whether you want to be positive or negative about it. I think he sets up in a team where he really relies on top quality players at the back to bail out any counters. And if they don't, we're in trouble because I think he trusts them a lot um, to do their job, which, listen, that's a that's a hallmark of coaches like Pep that's a hallmark of some really great coaches but you are you're not coaching an idea you're coaching who's in front of you and if we don't have the players to deal with that right now is it the best thing for right now that's my only thing and I remember a, a video of Pep talking don't forget when Pep first came in everyone was expecting the world in his first season mm -hmm. but he struggled for a while and I remember course, that Sky yeah. Sports interview and one of the things he struggled with was it was with transitions and he just didn't know kind of how to deal with it. And I remember Klopp saying the same thing. It's so difficult. These are two top mm. managers coming in. So yeah. there's a little bit about, of yeah, he's a new manager, but also he's new at this level in the Premier League. And so like a lot of managers are facing this. But I, I agree with you, yes, in terms of this kind of, it feels like he constantly points the fingers at the players. And for me, I just like the idea is 
win as a team kind of lose as a team. So if you're, if you're going to point at your finger at the players in public and also kind of talk about, I could have done better. That's just mm-hmm. kind of what I get from it. It's like every yeah. single time it's like, yeah, they should have done this, they should have done that. And maybe it's just me, but it feels like a lot of time he points the finger at that player. Now, if I'm in his camp and I keep on seeing him pointing at the, we're passing it side to side and we're doing that, I'm gonna, it's gonna like kind of disheartened me. It's gonna feel like he's not in it with me. He's not in the trenches with me. I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys feel. I think with, with Lampard as well, like just going back to what we were talking about with the, with the whole, how like Arteta changed the game, like in game management and all that. With Lampard, it feels like often as well, what he's relying on is the team getting their energy back. And I know we said, oh, you know, in the second half, we come out and we were good again for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But it often looks like we're good because we've had a little breather now. We've got the energy back. So mm-hmm. we, can play high energy. We, can play, we can play that high energy football. We can play that pressing game that he loves so much. But yeah. then as soon as they get tired, then it, it just falls to pieces again. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. And that, was, that was, in the first half of the season, I remember that happened so many times. First half, we, we played a crazy, like, high-energy game, yeah. high-intensity. Second yeah. half, the team's so fresh, like, because they haven't, you know, run themselves into the ground as much as we have. And yeah. because Lampard's idea is, like, the same, it's still the same idea, it's still the same tactics. Nothing's changed. It's just that we ain't got the energy to... to to, to do the same things that he wants us to do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So after the drinks break, we come out, we, we, we might look bright for five, ten minutes, but then energy's gone again. Exactly. You're saying what Yas is saying in terms of there should be like states prepared. You can't do the whole thing through yeah. the You can't, man. Yeah, you can't. And I think, I think as well, the counter-argument to this from people who will say that we're Lampard hating or whatever, I'm not, I, want, I really wanted to do well and I acknowledge that all these things I'm talking about are just observations of someone who's new in the job, right? But I think what the counter-argument to what we're saying might be on the individual errors and the expecting defenders to be able to defend in large, large spaces is he might turn around and say, maybe rightly, that this isn't the Chelsea I recognise where we're having to scrap for top four and play Europa League football. So he might argue that he is just setting standards where if you don't meet them, you aren't meant to be at the club that he's trying to build. Now, that kind of takes me into the next chat. I don't think that is all of it, but it's, it's the, this sort of transfer chop block that, um, that seems to have a lot of players on it. Um, so w- without getting into the sort of the ins and outs, what I'm going to do is there was a report in the Times that listed sort of seven, eight players. Um, and I'm just going to ask you lot, fight amongst it. Do you sell them? Do you keep them? Or do you sell someone else in their position? Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? I know that. Yeah. Can I put a soft light on? Can I put soft a soft light, light? Soft light. Uh, you can put a soft light on, yeah. I want to see if you can it. No, basically, I just want clarification. Am I talking about what I would do, or is this um, in the interest of how Lampard would act with these players? Um, all right. Uh, the answer to that is based on the answer to this. Okay. 
Do you want to be able to say you were right in nine months or do you want Chelsea to win football matches? I want Chelsea to win football matches. Then it's in the interest of Lampard. Then it's yeah. in the interest okay, cool, of Lampard. Because cool, cool. I'd answer the first one for the first reason, if I'm honest. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with an easy one. Just a little warm up. Yeah. Open the gates. Yeah. A little hamstring stretch. Right. Give me back Ioko. Sell. Of course. Yeah, okay. But are you expecting anything back? Like, uh, who's linked? Um, like, Milan are still linked. Yeah, yeah but they, I saw a report today that whoever it is, I think it is Milan, are going to yeah. wait till the end of the window because they know yeah. there is no market for the guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what are we getting back for Timmy Bakayoko? Fuck all, probably. But nah. Seven, nah, seven you know what? Don't forget, we, we don't sell him if we get fuck all back. Yeah, nah, exactly. Man. Just, just sell him. Just sell him for whatever, this bro. why we've got like, Marina and not Jermaine, all right? Cool. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, if Jermaine, listen. listen, if Jermaine was in charge, there would be players sold and then re-signed in the same window. <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. Nah, but seriously, though, he needs to go because what are you keeping him for? Of course he needs to go. I'm not, saying, that's why it's an easy one. Jermaine, yeah. this is just a little cough. This is the follow-up question. It's the follow-up question. Is how much do we really think reasonably we can get for him? And I'd say, don't forget, we, we bought him for 40 million. He's not an old player. He's, yeah. He did well at Milan. He actually did well at Milan. Yes, there's no other interest, but um, I'm sure that like, if we, the more we lower the price, more people are going to be involved. And he won't mind going to like, an English club that have just come out like Leeds. So I, I definitely think we can get 10, 15 million for him. Yeah, I reckon so. I think Milan will buy it, though. That's a heavy loss. I think Milan will buy it, though. It's a heavy loss. Throw throw some bonuses on there, please, because that is uh, is a heavy loss. But, okay, easy one, easy one. Warm up. Um, I'm a bit wary of the soft lat, so I might put some shades on now. But um, (laughs) Mr. Mr. SpongeBob could have represented Nigeria in another life. Dan probably would have liked it if he did represent Nigeria in another life, Mr. Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley, we, we got to sell him, but everybody knows my position on Ross Barkley, Ross the boss. I feel like I just want him to get loads of games because I thought, don't forget, he's only started like 15 games, but he's done well. He's got like four assists, two goals. He's come in like, he, I think he started the season well, people forgot. Again, at the back end of the season, he came in, showed what he's about. Um, but at the same time, look, he's just... Chelsea fans don't rate him. Lampard kind of tosses him to the side whenever... Like, whenever someone no else is fit or is it... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's sell. <laughs> um, Jermaine, are you also on the sell Ross, let Ross flourish, or would you keep him around? Yeah, I, no, I think... Sell him more so for the fact that I think you'll actually get some good pee for him. Like, especially from some of the performances that he's had for us recently. Is so he think... going to drop Europa League, mid-table or further down? I don't think he goes any lower than Europa League. I don't think mid-table. I think that's harsh. I think Ross Barkley... But it's about, it's not just, okay, quality of the player, yeah. but in terms yeah. of who those clubs are. Who goes for him, yeah. I think... Yeah, <sighs> yeah that's a good point. You know, you know what I'll say? Like, you know what I'll say mid-table is... Like... probably... What I'll say is what we do so often is that we lower the value of all of us players so much that, yeah, they usually go to clubs that they shouldn't really be at when they leave Chelsea if they're not a starter. And then mm. they get a big move off the next move. So, yeah, like the market for us, Barkley, even though he's an England international, he start, don't forget, with Grealish, with 
Madison of all of these, it's still starts. it's still Barkley <laughs> starts, and not only Barkley that starts, he's playing well. He's usually England's best midfielder, so like there will be a market, but it seems like West Ham just because Moyes, that's Moyes' boy, and obviously we're interested in Rice. So yeah, the thing is these mid table these mid table teams they got money now as well, isn't it? So that's well, not COVID, it. COVID. I don't know. Certain, certain, certain apparently big clubs are having to sack 55 people with families to sign Ooh, a Chelsea region. That's that's a lot. But, uh, listen, we don't do them things there. No. Just, we don't do them things there. But that's all right. Um, I, do you know what? I don't know what it says about uh, Dan's talent ID, Jermaine, but this is, t- this is like a Dan Soft favourites list. Mitchie Batshuayi. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna be watching all these players when they leave you know. He's like, gonna buy six six shirts. I buy stocks low. I buy stocks low. And I'm I'm in there for the long game, right? So like I've done this. This is not my first. I had Salah on my C D. Meads was trashing him. I said, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang in there. I had Salah, I had KDB, I had Sturridge, all of them they've come through. So I'm just waiting because I'm. To be I'm fair, I was very much with you on on uh, on Sturridge. I remember agreeing with you back in the day about him a, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that's one of the reasons I'm excited for them to leave because I feel like hopefully Barkley and, and Batshuayi, um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna show you some things. Yeah. I'm I am leaving the podcast if Batshuayi <laughs> scores thirty goals at any club. I don't care if he joins Forest Green and scores 30 goals. 30. I won't be able to fucking deal with it. You've set the bar mad high. You've set the bar. <laughs> I won't be able to deal <laughs> with it. That's how you can tell that Yas wants to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to. I couldn't be like caught yeah. on that, you know. But I enjoy it too much. But uh, yeah. All right, Jermaine, two of your faves. Right. And then there's a follow up question to this. Both of them, people sell Emerson Palmieri, Marcus Alonso, both linked with moves away. Emerson a lot more. Um, I won't lie, Emerson was in the team up until December, January. I've always felt like when he's on form, he's a really decent option, but he's never looked quite happy. Then yeah. the agents come out and basically said, nah, he's chilling, like he wants to stay. Yeah. So I don't know, but he's more linked away. But Alonso um, does have his links as well. I think the contract's a difficult one to shift there. But if you talk about individual errors and maybe Lampard wanted to up quality, he's, he's vulnerable. So those two. Yeah, sell them both. We're going to play a left back, Jermaine. This is what I mean. We're signing one of them two weeks later. <laughs> no, listen, not because Emerson I actually like, and I've been a fan of Emerson since um, since last season as well, like sorry season. But um, it's more so just because we know that Emerson's not right. not fancied in it, so he's not going to play. It's like we'll, I'll say keep keep Emerson, and then I'll see Aspie left back. Like, <laughs> what's the point? So yeah. Emerson, unfortunately, he has to be sold. Alonso, sell him, and then obviously you can get someone who you want to play right back in it. You can buy someone who you want. Like I don't give a fuck if it's get, get, That's what I'm saying. So a lot of this is just get Lampard who he wants. Do you know what I mean? Guy, so we're man. not chopping and changing. Like get your get your rices, get your chillwells. <laughs> but we're gonna be onto you. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be onto you in a block. No. Um. Just before we move on from left back. Um. As, like, I'm not like these Twitter people who, as soon as we're linked with a player, I watch a four-minute video from Football Brazil or Scout Nation and just think that they are the world. Oh, yeah, it's what we need. Yeah, Sergio Reguilon, I don't know. But uh, apparently he scored a bang of Roma. I didn't watch it because I tried to, you know, only watch uh, Champions League. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, I didn't watch it, but apparently he scored a good goal. I know nothing about him. I don't watch the Liga anymore. I find it very, very boring and tedious. Mate. Does anyone uh, have any better of a scout report than me on this person that apparently we linked with? I don't know how good the yeah. sources are, so my, you can educate me on that as well. Listen, my scout report, yeah, is only coming from FIFA fam. I saw the most Team of the Week cards. That yeah. guy, that guy was getting Team of the Week cards yeah. every week, fam. Like, yeah. he was actually killing it. I'm not going to lie. So I know for a fact that he was performing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I didn't watch him though, so I ain't gonna I, talk about how he. Played. I heard about him from listening to Muga, like, and they were saying like um, he's been the best left back in La Liga, and like not just them saying it. Now we're linked. That's what, what I'm hearing. He's been the best left back in La Liga. But don't forget, this is Spanish fullbacks. That's I knew you were gonna bring that up. I knew you were gonna bring that. That's the. I feel like I feel like we're ten years too late. I feel like we. We saw Spain dominate, mm. and then we signed the generation after, yeah. who just are not this like Morata, Alonso, uh, Azpilicueta. The only one we managed to snag was Pedro, looking for a nice little last stop. Like we, yeah. no, no. The, the only but, thing yeah, I, say, I mean, we are linked. I don't, don't want to be. I remember with the kind of whole oh Neymar's next Robinho thing. Like I don't want to just be coloured by what we've seen here. If he's a good player, come in. I I don't have the scout report. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's just see, man. If anyone does listen and they actually know what he's like and hasn't just watched the clip that I could also watch in twenty seconds, <laughs> um, let us know, man. Like because I mean ABC, anyone but Chilwell, please. Yes, ABC. I fucking like that. Um, it's as easy as ABC. <laughs> Can you sure? Well. Uh, all right, last couple, last couple. Uh, Jermaine only wants one left back because he's harsh. Um, Kurt Zuma. Uh, so this is this one interests me because I don't quite understand where the li- like he clearly went out of favour clearly because he didn't play for the longest, but. He's looked almost reliable. He can't play out. I saw someone say that he can because he did three clips wide. It doesn't count if it's gone over everyone's head and you weren't under much pressure. That's not playing out. That's doing the bare minimum as a pro footballer. But I digress. Yeah, okay, he's not the tidiest on the ball and he has his moments and can mobility-wise not be great. I think he has got better in the air, but he he can lose markers a little bit. but he's our most reliable, if not best. I don't know. That's an argument when you say best. But he's our most dependable centre-back. So I don't quite understand. Again, it might be a market thing of you can yeah. get P. But what's, what's this? Keep or sell? I'm keeping. I'm keeping 100%. Because unless we're buying two centre-backs, I think clear he's our best centre-back. I think clearly in the air as well, he's our best centre-back. And one of the kind of routes to go for our opposition this season has been crosses. Um, mm-hmm. So why, unless we're bringing in two bangers, and I just don't understand. Like we're spending this much money in Havertz, we've already bought Zier and Werner. Like if there's budget for a whole new defence, cool. But if not, why are you selling our best defender? Yeah, it's true. It's true because then that leaves you with having to buy, like you said, two centre backs and a left back, basically, yeah. and a and a goalkeeper. You haven't even yeah. spoken about that yet, but it's like. It's too much. Why are you raising funds? And if you're raising, if you're selling to raise funds for Zuma, why are you raising funds to buy? Do you know what I mean? Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. You raise funds with the shit players, not the best of the options. But well, that's the argument, isn't it? It's like you, you can't because 
you might you wanted to raise funds with Bakayoko and you get 15 million for him. So I, I guess the argument is if if Zuma might be our best now, but if Lampard doesn't see him as a proper, yeah, this is what I want to build my defence around, and you can get 40, 50 million, because I, I find it strange, like the links for Zuma seem relatively solid in that they're sourced in France and they're from solid journalists. Yeah. And yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I heard? Apparently Zuma's kind of partly driving it um, because he said he doesn't like rotation. And allegedly, Rudiger's unhappy with rotation as well. Now, the Rudiger, the Rudiger one, I can stomach. Like, you, you the Zuma one's not cool. But, but I understand. I don't think defenders are used to being rotated. Do you know what I mean? No, and so, this, this goes back for me for a Lampard thing, which I just I still don't understand in that his argument when we highlighted all the rotation, yeah. which, is, which again made me laugh because the, the quote came out after we'd been on about it for about a week. So again, look, boy, listen. Jody, Wagwan, <laughs> listen, but um, yeah, and, and Lampard, it was just like, again, like, I just didn't get it. He came out and he said, no top club has a set partnership anymore. And it's just a lie. Like, it's, I don't know what, we all have Google. Like, what's, what yeah. are you doing, bro? Name that me face you've just done. That face you've just done, that's my face when I saw it. I was like, but you're just yeah, lying. Bro. <laughs> like, we, we, every club, like, it's not even a, it's not actually a debate in any form. Every club has the one. And then the two who plays, what, 60%, 70%, and then the other yeah. one. Liverpool, yeah. Van Dijk, Gomez, United, Maguire. Uh, um, and it's, it's never Lindelof. been a thing as well. The thing is, it's never been a thing. It's never, ever been a thing to rotate your centre-backs. It's never been a thing in football, ever. Yeah. Like, this is what, this is what leads me to think that the Tomori move to go on loan next season is partly just like, I'm not trying to get involved in those big decisions because you've got the fourth one going, who's looked okay. Um, and then you've got the three chopping and changing, and then Tamori was involved in that in that shakeup early on. It just kind of it's a weird one because they all want to play. They're all at the prime age where they should be playing. They all have a flaw or two, or the other. I think it's a it's a weird one, and I think maybe maybe he just wants to clear out. And it, I guess Zuma might just be a bit of another problem. Don't, don't forget, know. we've already got a giant in. We've already got the six foot five. Uh, Dutch, the new Van Dijk. Um, uh, I can't remember the name. Mbuyamba, <laughs> yeah. I think. Mbuyamba or, or something like that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not getting excited about... Do you know why I'm not getting excited about any academy players? Because I think Lampard's had enough of this youth shit after this year. He's fuming, um, as we can see by some of the signings. But, um, yeah, okay, so keep, keep, you both keep Zuma, but what do you think we're going to do? I'm going to sell him, obviously, because we're fucking Chelsea. We do that shit. We sell the players that we need. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I think it's too weird for him to be sold. So I'm going to say we're going to keep him. Okay. Notably, Antonio Rudiger's not on this list, released by the Times. Again, no way. don't know how, how no way. valid it is. And again, like it just seems to be... I, I get the feeling that Rudiger is his guy almost. Like, okay, there was the drop after the, the West Ham game, but like... Rudiger's played through, but then he talks about individual errors, and the only individual errors in that game were the game, the captain who's played every game, and Rudiger. So surely that's a little, a little nod there. I don't know. Um, hey, he's not on this list, so we can't, we can't debate Rudiger. He's, he's chilling. He's we're not going to debate him. But if Lampard, yeah, out of all the things that he's done this season, I will let all of those things fly as long as he gets rid of Rudiger, because. That is the biggest 
criminal decision that he is go- going to make yeah? if he decides to keep Rudiger for next year, for him to be a part of the team moving forward that's trying to win cups. We are not winning a cup with Rudiger at the back. So I saw that. a stat. I saw yeah. a stat recently, and it was it looked. I mean, let's put it this way. It's not a popular one. I haven't seen it picked up by a lot of people and used. Um, but it was from some geezer, and he made it really fancy with a graph. Um, the graph didn't seem to actually be needed, but it basically said that Rudiger, he said Rudiger is excellent, exact words, and our mm-hmm. best defender, because we have the best courtside frackers promo here. We had the best plus minus of goals. We essentially had the best goal difference of when he's on the pitch. Now, the reason it's a shit stat is it doesn't... Even plus-minus in basketball is kind of asterisk. But um, maybe he is our best centre-back and we just can't see it. <laughs> Fucking mugging me off, mate. He's shit. <laughs> um, he's not on this list, so he's staying. But apparently, Andreas Christensen is on this list. So, keep, sell. And what do we get if we sell? Give me that Ginter, brother, from, from Gladbach. Let me just take him and then you can take Christensen. He's not better. You do know that, innit? Like, the <laughs> okay, try. Just try. Just try. We need to get rid of He's shorter, slower, and does less. Like, it's, it's, I know for sure Jermaine hasn't seen him. I know for sure. Yeah, uh, and I, I, the thing is, I have as well. Like, he's all right. He's, he's all right. I'm not going to sign him. Like, uh, I, I like Gladbach. I watch Gladbach a lot. He's, he's all right. He's all right. What? Who's no, in for Christensen? Huh? Who's in for him? This is the thing. I ain't seen one link, but he's on this list. <laughs> there you go. So just try it, then, isn't it? Just get. He's on, give he's me on the list. Would you sell him? So you'd sell him, right? I I probably would sell Christensen. Yeah. Okay. Would you sell him, Dan? Um. Yeah. So like, because I'm keeping Zuma, I'm selling Chris. Okay. Yeah. And then, in the games where Rudiger and Zuma do struggle, I'm not trying to be. Our defenders play la 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 la, but that is a str- it's a worry if two- there are two centre backs because they do both struggle on the ball. Do you think there is a need for someone to partner one of them on the ball, or you think that's fine as it is and that's the least of our priorities? And that would be the first two for you. I don't like Rudiger, <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> for me, Rudiger's got to go. Like, like Rudiger struggles with his feet so much, he struggles yeah. with his feet, he gets turned in the faint. Yes, like Zuma can be an eyesore. Chris has got issues against big men, but I just feel like those two, don't forget, those two are younger, I think, as well. Like, there's more in terms of, they should be more in terms of iron. I think Zuma's about a year younger than Rudiger and Christensen's about two. Yeah, man. I I think we should just sell Rudiger. Um, And, like, Rudiger's got a goal. We can get rid of Chris, too. I think Zuma, just for me, shows the most promise. Get Mm. rid of both of those. Bring in two more. Okay. And then um, we've, we've talked to death about Kepa Eride Balaga, so we know we want to sell him. Okay. Do you think there's any hope we actually move him in any way? It's, it's, it's COVID. People are desperate. We're trying to give away a freebie. Do you know what I mean? So, but we can't, like, if we do loan him, it's going to be a big... Like, we can't lose that much money. Like, no. highlights from last season, bro. That's it. No, nah, like, his stock in Spain is still better than De Gea's. Do you know what I mean? We just have to do our best in terms of... We've got, as a community, Chelsea Twitter, we've got to create the good videos, the good highlight videos. We've got to pump it out there. 
you know what I, mean? I remember though, last season, last season, even when he was making like a few mistakes as well, because it wasn't perfect last season either. But yeah. he got number, he, he become number one for Spain, innit? Yeah, yeah. And I remember they were still when they were talking about him, they were still talking about him like he was like some top keeper. So. It's weird as well, like Jermaine, Jermaine and me both kind of had a look at the Europa League final for for the Patreon pod last week, mm. and he made a few errors. But I just remember this not being probably first season. You're still feeling him out, but I remember this just not being the discussion. At it, all com- it, it compounds. It compounds, and yeah. it's the it's the it's the Trent goal. It's the Kaita goal. It's always flying in top corner, and it's the not coming out. It's don't forget in corners. Yeah, yes, our defenders can do better, but it's the not coming out and claiming it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We've had Czech and Courtois. And it just yeah. seems like I still don't even know before checking what to talk about. has kept his height, by the way. Yeah, and that didn't seem to impact him so much. Yeah, like he survived oh. the Premier League just fine in an era where it was a lot more physical. Yeah. So I don't know for the guy. Just such a um, big top corner, so he's got to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know he has to, but I, I can't, uh, I can't see, I Valencia, just can't see how it's a feasible deal. What are they like? Spanish names, do you know what I mean? I There's just can't names. see who affords it that can't also afford better. I don't see it as I mean, like, at all. Don't forget, it's a loan type of thing that I'm thinking of. Like one of oh, no, 100%, people. but it's, they're still going to charge, and it's, it's going to be like a 7 million a year, take Bro, 80% you know, of the wages. You know, the, maddest thing is, the maddest thing is we're hoping, in it Because like when he goes on loan, we're, we're just hoping that he has a mad season with that team. Like, a yeah. crazy season. Because that's the only way he's going to get bought. You know what I'm saying? He can't have like a like an average season. And you know the thing is, he has to go there and be a superstar. What I was going to say is like, yeah, the Spanish game is different, isn't it? As a goalkeeper, you're not tested as much in terms of duels, but people sh- still shoot in a top corner in Spain. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> still shoot on target. Yeah. <laughs> like my, boy, my boy was telling me the other day, he was like, bro, you ain't winning shit. It's an open goal. That's, yeah. that's, that's, how, that's how much they're not that's rated. Is, is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Jamie Carragher even... Like Jamie Carragher, I think, clearly watched him for one of the first times up close against Liverpool and he just sounded <laughs> disgusted. He was like, yeah. they're not winning nothing with this guy. Nothing. He was fuming. <laughs> uh, last one of these, uh, which is from the Times report on being put on the chop block. And this one is the headline grabber. And I know, Jermaine, you've spoken on this previously. I'm wondering if your opinion has got more consistent or if you've been swayed by uh, Mr. Middleton. N'Golo Kante and I again like the fact that he's missed the running and a cup final I just feel like that's even more weight to the argument you've brought to the pod before yeah yeah bro it's it's such a shit argument because like I, I love N'Golo innit? I love N'Golo Kante but honestly these these injuries bro I don't think it's going to be the last time that it hits us hard in a very important time in the season mm. do you get what I'm saying like We've got. Is he fit for Bayern even on Saturday? We'll, we'll get onto that. He's training, yeah, yeah. but we don't but know details. He's been training, so yeah, possibility he might even not even be playing that game. But it's like, I feel like we're gonna have you know loads of games next season. We're in the Champions League. We're gonna be playing against top sides again. We're gonna need him to be a hundred percent fit. Not seventy. Not eighty. Not eighty-five. Not ninety. We need him a hundred percent fit because if he's not. He's probably only going to be playing two games and he's going to be out for the third and fourth and fifth. And it's like... I think, I think not only is it the missing big games, mm. it's like 
you've got a new manager, a young manager who's trying to find his way and his team to play his way. Mm. And having to fit Kante into that and then not have him for another three weeks and then fit Kante into that and then not have him for another five. It's disrupting his process as well. I almost feel like part of the reason, yeah, he would go is just because, do you know what? Yes, he's an amazing player. He's our only probably world-class... He's our only proven world-class player. That's a fact, sorry. I, I, I would argue Olivier Giroud is world-class at certain things. But yeah, N'Golo Kante is the only proven world-class player in the squad. But not if he doesn't play. Like it's, mm. And he's on the highest wage. And he is... Must be, if not 30, nearing. And it's just looking like it, it compounds, to use Dan's phrase. Um, I don't think I'm, I'm yeah I got battered on Twitter for being some like weird anti-racist something or other for suggesting that there was a weird thing going on there but I do think he gets rushed back and I don't think even if you want to take race out of it I think the reputation doesn't help him that uh, he can yeah, run till he's yeah. and personality even he can run till he's fucked and then he won't complain because it's Kante and he's a humble guy um if he was a bit more of a diva, he'd probably be pulling up early and just say, I'm done for this session or something. Um, I think it's a really interesting one. I think if he was to go, I think it would be brave. But also, I get it that Lampard might just be like, you know what, I just, while I'm finding my system and my way, I need players that I can rely on to use. There's a saying... Um, that the best ability is availability. And if he's only going to play half the season and you can cash in now as opposed to anywhere else, uh, it's tough because you start him in every final, you start him in every big game. But it just... How do you predict these injuries? I, I was going to say, I get the difference, but do you remember when we sold Robin? Mourinho sold Robin because of those reasons. I can't rely on you. You're a great player, and that's mm. the issue. Because when you come in, I start building my team around you but then you can't stay fit. And I just feel like Jermaine saying, yeah, when he's, when he's fit, you have to play him. But it doesn't, doesn't mean you have to build a team around him. If you know that he's injury prone, then you can still build a team around him and then have him and just explain to Kante, look, you're, we can't build a team around you because you haven't shown a level of fitness. And I just think because he's getting older as well, then for me, it makes it, especially, look, Lampard's got to kind of persuade him. He's got to be the salesman. But if I can say to him, like, listen, we don't want you to keep on getting injuries, so we're going to protect you. You're not the um, infallible uh, N'Golo Kante that can just be put out there without getting injuries and that can run. So what we're going to do is we're going to protect you. You're going to have a reduced role, but in the important games you're going to play. Yeah. I think that and also I think for what it's worth, when these links for Kante came out previously, he's, Kante seems to just want to. Stay. He doesn't. He's happy as far yeah. as the reports suggest. He's happy. He yeah. wants to stay. He loves the club. He loves living in London. He probably loves three hundred thousand pound a week. Um, Lampard is always thinking about questioning it too. Yeah, I think is. I think you you've hit the nail on the head there, Dan. In that it's a test of management to just make him the most effective and use him as just a fourth guy and an option in the biggest games. And it's sad that it's potentially, we don't know, he could have a perfect season, but potentially come into that. But I guess it's just the life cycle of a player. Um, the problem I think, is the P though, isn't it? Yeah, the, this is the thing. The but then I guess, the I guess, I guess it's just one of those things where 
The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. And it already from his past that he's done. Yeah, but not even that. It's just like you're at, you're a top club, and trophies get won on fine margins. And yeah. okay, yeah, you might get 30 million euro, 40 million euro for Kante, but you might get you get you get what 80 for winning the Champions League. It's like yeah, over three seasons if he. Yeah, maybe it's just if you have a player of that class on his day, it's just not worth the fee. Obviously, that's offset by the money we are spending. So that's where I think the, the question comes in. But it's an interesting one. Just last, last comment: keep or sell on Golo Kante? No more. I'm, 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 I'm keep. Yeah, I'm a keep him as well. I'm a keep him as well. Still. Yes. What about you, bro? Yeah. You, you uh, <laughs> no, I, I'd keep, I'd keep Kante for just for that reason. In that, like, I think. I, I do think football is very much a business. I do think it's very important to balance the, the sheets and stuff, unless you're City. Um, I think it is important, but at the same time, it's like you have this player, you know this player, you can rely on this player, he's happy at the club. When you play him, he still can occasionally just decide games defensively. Yeah. Um, and like, okay, what, 35 million? Okay, over five years, four years, three years at Chelsea Football Club. It's, it's like, whatever, man. Just, just sell another academy. Look at the team like, you're building as well now. Like, you would want Kante to be around, didn't it? Mm, definitely, man. And you need, like, it's, I don't think it helps us to sell more experience as well. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. Um, just moving on now, we will get into, into Bayern, which is coming up um, very, very soon, next Wednesday or Tuesday. Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, well, I'm, well, I'm yeah. off with the... As I said, I'm You're a basketball guy now. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I don't have an excuse though, because I've got I don't have another sport to jump to. You know what I'm saying? At least you can cheat on football. Listen, there's a there's a management boardroom triangle of Coppen, Frackers, Chelsea Hour, and Make United Great Again that are collaborating in a way I never thought we could, <laughs> considering the differences. And I'm I'm too deep into that for the basketball podcast right now. But it's coming soon anyway. Uh, this is the very much the last part before it. Um, little bit of news on it just before we sort of go into. That game, starting with a preview of the last leg. Um, obviously, my background on the pod today is just to make me feel a bit better, really, about the last time that we um, <laughs> had some good news against them. Um, Chelsea have added a bunch of young men to the to the squad, to the Champions League uh, B-list that they can call up in the case of any more um, uh, irresponsible training. I mean, injuries. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ian Matson, Dinell Simeon, centre back, Henry Lawrence, Lewis Bate, and Armando Abroja are yeah they're ready available. I imagine they've been training very much with the squad. Um, obviously, Armando Abroja is featured for the first team. Lewis Bate, who was called up to the FA Cup final squad after Billy Gilmore's injury. Ian Matson, who we've seen previously. Uh, Henry Lawrence and Simeon is really their sort of first involvement to that level. It seems like um, just to go through the squad because. I can't lie, I don't care about this game. I wish we weren't even playing it. I wish there was like a, if you're three down, you don't have to show up. I wish yeah. that as a club, we just forgot about it and focused solely on the next season. Yeah. Um, just because we have no Pulisic. Willian is already half in red. Um, Werner and Ziyech can't take part, despite being training with us now for a few weeks. 
Jorginho misses through suspension. Um, we have no Azpilicueta, who's been very, very good since the restart. Um, who else? I know there's even more. There's who else? Alonso, um, isn't it? Is Alonso out or is he suspended? I think he's suspended, which is okay. perfect. That's fine. So no Alonso. So that's I can't even quite work out the team. Really, it's so going to be the team might be better, bro. I was yeah. thinking about this today. So <laughs> if you remember last season, I think um, in the Europa. Sometimes I was watching and thinking this team is better. And towards the back end of last season, those Europa players started to come in. And so, mm. yeah, we might see that again. The team well, we're against the uh, Bayern Munich in the yeah. Allianz and not uh, Dynamo <laughs> Kiev or Max whoever the brass the we were playing on a Thursday going. night. Kind of... <laughs> hey, listen, but, that's yeah. really optimism, bro. This is what we need. But thank you. Yeah, no, you have to that back yeah. down real quick. Real quick. I mean, look. They they haven't played for a little while. Maybe they're I don't know. That's all I've got. Um, Kovacic had a knock after the after the final. He fit though. I think I think he's fit. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, at least we got one midfielder. Um, so <laughs> we got Kante, bro. He's there. Oh yeah. Well, this is the one thing. Kante's training. Before. They've said he's training. I don't know exactly how fit he is. And again, I'm like on purpose again, like it, bro. Can you fucking imagine if this guy comes on and gets a knock? I'll lose my shit, bro. Like, it's so... I know you shouldn't say it at Chelsea. I know, big club, big mentality. But, bruv, it's, it's COVID season. Don't worry. Like, next year is another year. We've got top four. We'll go again. Yeah. Anyway, there is a game to be played. I would love it if I'm wrong. But, yeah, anyway, I'd love it if... Do you know what? I, I don't even want to get into a whole tired season and tired players over a summer for next year because it's just going to be a disaster. Yes, quickly, you, you make a good point because we all remember the RLC game. And that game was pointless. Do you know what I mean? So if we get a big injury from one of these games, we don't want to spend next season saying the Bayern game. Do you know what I mean? Bruv, the Ruben Loftus-Cheek game has set the guy's career back two years. hundred. And, like, we all saw, okay, that was for a good cause. Disclaimer, yeah, cool, great. Fucking stupid. We had a final. Anyway, anyway. Uh, again, uh, moving on to the first leg. It's, it's interesting watching it back um, because so much has changed since then. And um, I think the biggest takeaway, all in our in our memory, we had it really down as a slapping. I can't speak for everyone, but I watched it back. And yes, we were against a better team. So we played like we were against a better team. And shock, the better team had a bit better of the game. But we seem to have just lost that game in three minutes due to a bit of quality, but not just quality on their end, mistakes on ours. What, what was your takeaway? So my thing is, I remember, I remember that the whole fan base had buy-in that we should be playing three-four-three because the game before we played Spurs in a three-four-three and we did well. But my take from that game is just we couldn't keep up with them. We couldn't keep up with their PMP in terms of just simple one-twos. Both of the um, the Lewandowski and Gnabry partnership. It was just Gnabry doing a one-two and then just running and no one could keep up with him. It's like um, Alfonso Davies just not being able to keep up with him. And well, so I like, don't think a lot of that really showed itself till the second half. It did to a point, but I think they played down the right a bit more first half from what I saw. But, but maybe that just comes in part of what we said before in terms of we start and we have intensity, then it drops off and it and kind of kicks in. Yeah. Because, yeah. But what, what I will say is definitely we need to, like we said about the Arsenal final, we need to like embrace a little bit more patience because 
against Bayern, don't forget this is away, at home they showed us, like, obviously, the first half, credit to us watching it again, we didn't fold, it wasn't a slapping from the get-go, we had our chances, we just wasn't clinical, mm. but we, I think we need to try to take into next season, because I always remember Alex Ferguson didn't do well in the Champions League for a long stretch, and he kind of looked back on it, and he made a decision to start changing from 4-4-2 to 4-3-3, and that was, and it wasn't just about formations, but he just said, "I, we, you can't be, you can't be aggressive in the Champions League. You've got to be a lot more patient. You can't just try to win it in the Champions League." And I know Mourinho has always said, "Just stay in, stay in the first leg. Don't try to." Well, win it's the, the same with the cup final. You're essentially playing two cup finals in these yeah, cup games, right? Yeah. So stay in it. So obviously, look, it's lost. We can't. There's nothing to stay in. But um, it will be a good kind of dress rehearsal, I, I think. For next season, even though we've got kind of got in- injuries, I think for Lampard, it's a good way to try to say, okay, let me try to apply my lessons in this Champions League fixture and let's not come away with a slap and let's try to be a bit more patient and then just kind of obviously you can't help it in terms of personnel, but try and be a bit more clinical um, and take our chances. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Like it's, it's almost like a free shot, no one cares, like we said, mm-hmm. but Lampard mm-hmm. could use it as an exercise, I think. Man, what was your takeaways? I don't know, man. I, I was watching like the the first half before I, before we come come on the pod, and I was um I was just looking at, at a few of the times when we got through on goal and that like with Mason Mount, there was a few bits of good play yeah. with Drew and that. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? If that's Hudson on the right, mm. wait, 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 give <laughs> me up, give me up, give me up. Cause don't hey, listen. Remember, chose our guy, you know. Remember, He's I still, said you were dipping the toe. He's still a very, very good player. So He's like, a good player. I don't necessarily think he is the difference in the games. Like, he might not be the difference, but what I'm saying is Alfonso Davis was, was like finding it very easy to... He, he, he gave Mount like, like a good 10 yards in front of him mm. and he still could catch him. He picked him up like a nanny. He picked him up like a, a child running away and a nanny came after him. Oh, it's like... And, and the thing is, I'm, I'm saying if we have... It's a play like that, and it's and it's Hudson getting through. I think it's a different story because because uh, Hudson's rapid. Isn't it? Are you and saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. But then there's the whole, uh, like I think two of those chances in the whole game, maybe not the first half, come from Mount being Mount and intercepting a pass. So yeah, it's a lot of. He'll yeah. still be on the pitch though. He'll just, be on like, yeah, exactly. He'll and and also, it's Barkley you want off. I don't know how Dan's gonna feel about that. One. Been, how did we move on to Barkley? How did we move on? Well, he's the other one. Oh, no, if Mount's still gonna be on the pitch and Hudson's on, then that's Barkley. <laughs> don't forget, we don't have a midfield. But what, one thing I will say is, don't forget, William. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, go on. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I was gonna say. Obviously, William didn't start that game, and it made sense because the Spurs game we did well, but we definitely need. Yeah. A bit of Joe. We need a bit of what Joe likes. We definitely need a bit of pace and power in there just because... You know what? I, I, I thought that on the first watch, right? Yeah. And I thought that um, up until re-watching it. And you know what? You look at... They're very, like... You can see as a team, they're very well conditioned and they're very strong. Like Lewandowski is a very... He's almost like a beam pole, very strong centre forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they've got... They've got Coleman, who's a very quick player. Davies got all the headlines for Birdie and Reese James, which actually on the rewatch re- reaffirmed what I initially thought. That it was actually more about matchups and triangles than just a foot race. I don't think Reese yeah. James had a good game at all, but um, I don't think it was that simple. But Davies, Coleman, cool. P&P. Um, Inambri. Inambri. 
Do you know what? I don't. Yeah, he's quick, but I think he's. That's not his defi- He's he's it's, good, like technically yeah, but, and clever. But, but I, I don't see him as PMP default. I, like I don't. I don't think PMP is just like you're. You're only that. But what I'm saying. No, but is, I think that's it, when when it's it's said as like especially by Joe. It's said as almost like a defining characteristic. Mm. Not what I, my main point really is. You got people there like Thiago, like Kimmich, like Muller, who is the anti PMP. The, he's the, you know he's what? down the, there with Jorginho in agreed in in and I don't I don't think he's so the physical yeah the conditioning was very good and they have quite athletic players but for me just to really dig deep on it I think they move the ball quick with such speed and such purpose and just even just the flight of it from from Boateng from Alaba from Thiago from even Pavard over there at right back like. Nabri and the speed of the combinations with Lewandowski, they're just so well drilled into, I wouldn't even call it drillings. I think a lot of it seems to be chemistry work no, and just knowing where the other players are. Yeah, but the fizzes from the back, they went straight through the midfield. I think Jorginho and Kovacic, when it was within their area, they did okay at defending it. But yeah. when they had like so many balls that just like, Boom, bypass, those two gone. And it was a front four yeah. against a back three. And then you've got all this, whatever. But it was just, it was just quality. Just, they were, yeah, but they were just tactically excellent. They moved the ball with such purpose and precision, but they were very, very direct as well. That it wasn't, um, again, like a lot of people talk about losing the midfield when we play the 3 4 3 because there's a two there. And I think yeah. some games that is very, very true. I was surprised this was not one of those games because for me, apart from Thiago picking it up once or twice through them, he was mainly sending it wide, being patient, and it was just getting zipped through them from miles away. They just, it was just bypassed. It was, they were excellent. They were so, so good. But at the same time, throwing games away, mentality, panicking, patience, all those words, because in a four minute sequence, mm. Jorginho gets booked for dissent and the whole team are enraged. They score their first. Three minutes later, they score their second and the game's done. Like, it was, again, it was just that management, that patience, that experience. Um, And I think that's the the big difference for me. So so what I'd say is, um, and it might be, if we go back to Sarri, I know people don't want us to mention Sarri, but... I don't mind mentioning, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm a very happy for Maurizio. He won the league, uh, Serie A against one of the best inter teams of years with a terrible Juventus squad. Angtai, yeah. Maurizio, I know we're going to lose 150 yeah. followers. Menakir, I love the guy, he's ledge. <laughs> but what I was going to say about Sari is that his whole thing was he expected us to be more like that towards the end of the season in terms of mm. knowing where people are without even having to look. Um, you mentioned uh, Lewandowski kind of um, knowing where Gnabry was and vice versa. I think that when we're constantly switching formations, it's a bit more difficult for us to do that, switching formations, switching personnel. But um, I, I also think that, yeah, they had slower player, players on the inside, but they had PMP on the outside. And that's, yeah, the most yeah, important, yeah. that's the most important place to have it. So when, I'm, when I talk about having PMP, I'm talking about more having it on the outside. Yeah, and I don't... I mean, if you're offering me a quick left-back who can handle physical contact over Alonso, of course, I'm taking it. like Emerson. Yeah. So, like... Or even Emerson. Like, But I just felt like I I kind of went into that game expecting to see people ragdolled. And to be honest, that's 
that's Champions League quality. They didn't even get close because the ball was just moving so quick. The only real, real, like, boom, physical used was Davies down that left and um, and Coleman with a few one-twos around, around Rudiger that left him miles away from where he should have been. This, but, this, um, time, this time it will be interesting, though, because there's three positions where I do think it will make a huge difference if they play. I think Aspie, as good as a defender as he is, I think he, he's shown so many times this season that he's struggled with proper pace, like mm-hmm. lightning quick pace. Yeah. And, you know, that was evident again. That will be different because whoever, if we, if we play three at the back again, it won't be, it will be someone quick because we only have quick centre-backs, funny, funnily enough. We got Christensen, Rudiger, Zuma, they're all decent in terms of pace. Um, you've got left, left wing back, it won't be someone slow and brain dead like Alonso who can't defend to save his life. So you've got you've got that changing. And then midfield. Like I feel like if it's cover and Kante, and I know that we've we've criticized them at times sometimes that like in games they don't look the best in terms of Kenny. Oh, had a good first le- uh, good first leg, by the way. Very good. Yeah, he had a good first leg. leg. And if and if he's got Kante there and Kante comes in and he performs the way we know he can perform, mm-hmm. and then you have someone with pace to get at their defence in terms of with Hudson and then you've got Mount working as well. All of a sudden, it looks like it don't really look like a bad team. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you give us opportunities. I think, I think if you give us a couple of opportunities and we take them, them chances. Mm. Yes, yeah, shoot him down. Yes, shoot Jermaine down. I think we're still going to treat it as a free shot because I think even the management probably expects <laughs> that, like, if I'm honest, I just don't think they want the headache with a next leg, even if they yeah. got through. I'll be real. Like, you already yeah, heard yeah. Lampard asking yeah. for a delay. Like, yeah. you don't want the headache. I'll be real. Yeah. If you're not one of the favourites in the in these European tournaments, just bust out. Like, it's not... <laughs> no one no one, will fit, no one will have a goal. You've got a whole new season. Just go plan for that. Look after your players. Like, don't worry, innit? So, I think they are seeing it as a free shot. But I think it will be good experience if Hudson-Odoi does come in if yeah. Mount is, is, has even more responsibility than he usually does, if we are to get a fit Kante, that would be good. Um, Giroud now is in a much better moment within the team than he was in Feb when he just sort of only just fucking got out of Lampard's yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. list or whatever you call it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting game, but if I'm completely honest, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I'm just going to enjoy it, look at a few individuals, see how they handle it. Um, but yeah, like it's, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I think what I'm more interested in, and we won't spend too, too long on this because I know we're going to do a separate podcast, but just to finish the pod this week up, is having looked at, back at that game and seeing one of the premier sides in Europe, because this, this season's Bayern have been very good since Hans Flick took over from uh, Kovac. Um, having looked at one of the Premier sides in Europe up close, with the signings that we've made in Werner and Ziyech, and the Havertz signing, which although very much delayed, and it's a bit hit as well with him advancing in the Europa League, still all these journalists seem to think it's still happening. Um, what needs to change? Will these players bridge a gap? Um, and I guess just how far off it are we really, and and how do you see this looking in in Lampard's time here? Lewandowski has been one of the most prolific strikers in Europe, and it's a big testament to Werner that he's anywhere near him. 
what I, what I always say is that um, a firing striker does you wonders. It does you wonders. And I feel like for the past few seasons, our starting striker, I couldn't really say at the top of the season that they'll be, come the end of the season, they'll be up there chasing for the golden boot. I, I couldn't, there was no hope. Starting with Murata, I've never been a Murata bandwagon. Um, obviously, we had him for two seasons. Ever since Costa left, I just don't, I haven't had that hope. And well, I, feel I mean, like, just on that, on that one, just to back that point, I mean, the Tammy, Tammy getting 15 goals in the league is, is good. But what was more worrying about that stat is that he was the first person not called Costa to do it since 2009. Oh, sorry, 2011. And then Drogba got in 2010. Yeah. Um, as I've got a few penalties, but like Costa aside, we haven't had one for 10 years. Exactly. And so if you look at Leicester this season, when Vardy was scoring, he was like Leicester was the, the third best team and then Vardy fell off. And you look at Kane this season, he's not been able to be firing. And obviously we don't see Spurs. I just feel like having, obviously the last time we won the league, we had a striker that put fear in defensive um, defences constantly. Now, I know more than anyone else, Costa dropped off, but he would score 20 goals before he dropped off. Do you know what I mean? So I think that Werner, uh, forget about, I know, like with Lampard, you can't really predict what the formation is going to be, what the personnel is mm -hmm. going to be. So there's so many different things. But I definitely think if Werner can come in and have a similar type of form that he has had in Germany, that's going to do us wonders. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, um, Havertz, I'm not... Look, Havertz, as Yas would say, Yas knows this as well, a lot of the time the first half of the season, he doesn't seem to do well. He seems to do well come second half of the season. The only thing is, like, are you going to get that running start with Lampard or is he going to put you in a freezer? Do you know what I mean? So with, Haver with Havertz, the fact that he's so young, the fact that he's coming from another league, the fact that his style is a lot different to what we expect in the Premier League. He's someone that kind of jogs around and finds spots. He might get a little bit of criticism, so I'm not going to put, put too much on him. Ziyech, I think, is a very Lampardish type player in terms of he's not really patient. He just wants to shoot or score. But we need... Spirit. Yeah, we need a bit of that. We need a bit of that because, um, like in the Bayern Munich game, like we need something just to get us back in the game. And I think mm. we've missed a little bit of that since Hazard. So attacking change is all good, but it's like, I need to know, are we going to settle down with a normal back four? We've played the field already. You know, we've, we've had our time. Let's just settle down in terms of back four. Um, is Lampard going to be so agitated? He, I feel like he's so, I don't, like, I call him a button basher and that's not, it's negative. I'm not going to lie. I haven't heard you use that one before. <laughs> it's, it's negative, but, I just feel like it seems like... It seems like, okay, cool. We've used one formation for five games. That's the information. Then the next five games, that's the next one. And it just seems like, it doesn't mm. seem like it's a, a plan, a long-term plan. It seems like we're moving from just what's hot, like very much. So I think, um, I think we're making the right type of signings, but it's all going to be about the implementation. Yeah, I, f I think in in terms of the attack, similar to Dan, like I do think the the, the caliber the caliber of signing is is perfect in terms of like Ziyech Werner. Um, my personally, for me, I just want to be threatening again. Like 
every time I've watched Chelsea more time, um, even like before Roman, like I just remember us, even with our attackers, we, we're, we're always like some kind of threat. We've always got some kind of threat, like Hasselbank, Johnson, all them guys, like mm. they didn't really take them for dickheads. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel like our attack right now, I feel like nobody even cares. Like that's what I feel like. When, when we go into games, yeah, bro, like we, we're going into games and I feel like West Ham are looking at us like, this William done, he's just going to do his thing on that I side. Think, I think where I, where I agree with you is where I see it like, uh, almost like, opposite what I said about Lampard, when people go a goal up against us, they're like, all right, they're done. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, that's, and, that's, and that's, my, that's my biggest thing for next season is I feel like people know about Ziyech. People know about Verma. They're not going to be, they're not going to be coming up against Chelsea and be like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, we, we can sit back, we can chill against this side. Mm. You know, like, they're going to be very, like, I feel like they're going to be in two minds of what to do against players like that. And then you add players that we've already got, like your Pulisic's and your Cho's, and obviously Havertz if he comes. Bro, I just don't see a lot of teams being able to deal with our attack mm. next season. Even if, even if they've got a plan, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how good I think the players are coming in. But, with the defence, I feel like it's still very important that we sort out the defence and the goalkeeper. But I think a major... And the midfield, and the striker, and the... I feel like a major... And the scientist, and the set-piece coach, and yeah. All of that. But I think one of the major things I say about the defence is that a lot of people I don't think pick up on is that we've also conceded a lot of goals because it kind of ties in with us not being threatening and us being very us being very easy to kind of attack against as well. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people gain confidence against yeah. us, attacking yeah. your Lonzos, attacking the Aspies. As, like, as much as, as much respect as, I, as I've got for Aspie, like I said, he's losing his legs a bit. So, when you get more confidence in attacking the teams, you start to throw more players forward and yeah. you start to... Well, I mean, this, this is what we said about the confidence they had on that left side of Arsenal. They were like, yeah. you know what, we're just going to go. And the reason I linked that when that point was made to Bayern is because I've always been a big um, big fan of the overloads and the natural kind of advantages of space that a 3-4-3 can give people. Yeah. Or 3-5-2, whatever you want to do. Um, what I found so striking about Bayern was just how they set up. Because they were so confident mm. of... Alaba and Boateng being able to handle any any longer passes and just get straight back into play. And because they were so confident of Davies being able to recover exactly. um, and be so confident of Kimmich just being the most disciplined, clever player. I, I fucking love that guy. He's so good at everything. But because they're so confident of those three or four, they made the they just pinned the back five back so often where it was exactly. just a four just hiding behind the midfield. And then it's like, that's why those direct passes were such a mad thing because you've got Lewandowski, Muller, the space invader himself, mm. Nabry and uh, Coleman mm. all literally standing in the gaps of that back five. Yeah. And it's because, yeah, we can go pin them. And it's just, it's bravery. And I think Lampard's got that bravery and that idea without... Maybe some of the know-how, but also just the quality. So, and the question was about Europe as well, wasn't it? Like it was about like how we would seem in Europe. And I, I yeah. was talking even from a pre- Premiership point of view. 
quite like from Premier League point. Oh, but it's it's the same thing, isn't it? It's... But in Europe, they don't even sit back like that. So when we're going to play teams with those kind of players, and they're trying to play us, like I feel like Chelsea, we could have a lot of joy next season in in Europe. I don't think teams are going to play like your Newcastles and your you know your mm. West Ham's where you chill back and you wait for the counter. Well, I mean, Ziyech Zier- can find a pass from forty yards. Werner can find a run, and yeah. there you go. Yeah, and so, yeah, and then hopefully Hudson Odoi and Pulisic. Pulisic hopefully is fit and carries on his form. Hopefully Hudson Odoi is in a place where he convinces the manager of of his of his work and, and puts the string of games together. Um, and yeah, hopefully people like Mount grow. Hopefully some Harris comes in, and I do. Feel, I think I've mentioned it before and Dan Dan knew what I was on about about Benitez's blanket it's just yeah. you can't do both you have to go or you have to sit and it's only if you're good enough at one of the two that, that you can get anywhere but I do think it'll be very interesting when we do do this podcast on Europe just to talk about these tactical trends and, and how we're going to fit in them because it's the players is, is half of it and then it's just how they fit together um, Boys, well, long one tonight, but it was a lot to discuss with Champions League impending and FA Cup uh, just finishing, which I will just now forget about because who cares? COVID, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm still fuming. Uh, yeah, next week, same time, always Chessy Hour throughout the summer as we did during the lockdown. No football will be no problem. We will be delivering the regular content as possible. Um, usual little reminder, which I keep forgetting to do at the beginning, but that's just because I'm keen to get into it and chat about the club. If you want to support what we're doing, if you're a fan of what we're doing, um, you can support us as a patron. So if you hop onto patreon.com forward slash Chessy Hour. Um, summer is a great time actually for us because we're going to sit down and just discuss all of the content that we are going to share whether it be interviews, merchandising, um, contests, giveaways, everything like that. But also it just allows us to improve what you're already enjoying and give away more, 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 more content in terms of the FA Cup final previews that we did, the Court of Agenda stuff, some more analysis in more detail, looking at trends that maybe people don't notice. And um, yeah, really, really excited to kick this on for next season. Uh, it's been a year of growth as much for us as it has for Lampard, <laughs> although... I don't know who's come further, to be fair. I think I'd like to think we've done better. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, listen, peace, boys. Thanks for joining again. That's I'll on. see you both next week, yo. Yeah. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Social Podcast Network.